Welcome to Music Journeys. I'm Mike Foley, thrilled to share with you the mission and music of Columbus singer-songwriter T.J. George. He founded the nonprofit Demand Impact, an organization dedicated to recovering lives through music. And he's put together a star-studded lineup of musicians that include Michael McDonald, Bill Medley, Richard Page, and Bill Champlin. And it's the first set of what George plans to be multiple compilations to raise money for drug rehabilitation and recovery programs. So many statistics out there, but as George will say, it's people we're losing. Too many and too early. In fact, a study earlier this year in Columbus examined the unintentional drug overdose mortality in years of life lost among adolescents and young people in the U.S. Years of life lost representing the difference between the age a person dies and the expected remaining lifespan, which at the time of the study was right around 79. During a five-year stretch beginning in 2015, Adolescents and young adults lost close to 1.5 million years of life. Think about that. Just ahead on Music Journeys, George will share how his own son could have been one of those statistics. But out of the pain and stress, George crafted a project full of love and hope, and his son now helps others in their recovery. It's a heavy edition of the show, but an inspiring one. We'll lighten things up at the end as George takes part in the Fast Five, and even gives us a little hint, if you listen closely, about the next round of legends he hopes to acquire to be part of his cause. But for now, we'll celebrate this first collection of songs and the stories behind them. T.J. George, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys, thanks for listening. Versatile Michael McDonald lends his vocals to Sangree, one of the songs T.J. George wrote for his Heroes and Legends project. George began compiling a wish list of the musical legends he'd like to work with, and a dream created the spark. I was sitting on one of the legends' couches in their living room, a white couch, and I spilled red wine on their couch, you know, and what a horrible dream just in its own right. And... He wasn't in the room 
I'm turning over the couch cushion, you know, it turned into a bad threes company episode, you know, but I realized I'm going to have to come clean in the dream and tell Michael McDonald that, you know, I'd spilled red wine on his couch. And, you know, when I finally woke up from the dream, I thought this was such a notably unusual dream that I'm going to go ahead and write it down. And I did. A year later, I had written a song called Sangree. And then maybe two years later from that moment, after a lot of help from a lot of people, we were able to get in touch with Michael and um, he was given some songs and I'll be darned if he didn't choose that song to sing. So the image of uh, yourself spilling some wine on uh, Michael McDonald's couch, that uh, that turned out to be a good thing, huh? I suppose it did turn out to be a good thing, but boy, what a peculiar dream. You know, I'm not saying that is that is out of too out of the ordinary for my my dreams, but it was definitely notable enough to write down. But, you know, the reality is with each legend on the project, there's a story, a corresponding story that's very much connected in that regard. George's connection involves his son, Zach, who quickly became addicted to the opioids prescribed to him as he recovered from a broken collarbone in a skateboarding accident at age 13. In the years that followed, Zach shuffled in and out of recovery, but the addiction led him astray. George lost contact with his son for two years, and then he received a phone call. I didn't know if he was alive or dead, and I didn't even truly know where to look for him. And parents that have gone through this know exactly what I'm talking about. and The amount of anguish that this causes is unreal. But he called and said, uh, I'm in Cincinnati. Can you come pick me up? I said, just stay where you are and I'll come get you. I remember on the car ride thinking about, you know, well, we need to get him into detox. We need to get him into rehab. And then, and then, and then all the stuff that you go through in your head about thinking about all the steps you need to, you know, help your child go through when they're an addict. When George reached the location, he thought Zach gave him the wrong address. You know, I waited a few minutes trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do next. And then all of a sudden, he comes out from the underpass. And in that moment, I knew, and we didn't actually have to talk about it and and didn't talk about it for many more weeks, but I knew he had been living there. And uh, honestly, you know, the amount of sadness and pain that that causes is unreal, you know, because he was a beautiful child and precious child. And he was, you know, now a full-blown addict and homeless, living under an underpass, and uh, I found out later crime and all that that entails. But really, that's where the moment began where the music sort of merged with this issue. how to do, which is how to write songs and figure out what I could do to try to make a difference with, you know, this cause of drug addiction and helping with folks who are addicted. So that's where it began. The nonprofit Demand Impact came from that. The writing of the songs, the recording of the album, including selling my house to fund the nonprofit. So I couldn't be any more committed to the cause and to the process of doing this. It's a real thing and it needs real tension. Zach is 
involved in helping other people. That's what he's given his life to and helping others that are struggling with this because he certainly understands. You know, it's become my mission too and lots of parents are going broke trying to, you know, tend to their children who are struggling with addiction and uh, that's a real thing too. So that's the mission of the nonprofit is to make sure that we try to alleviate parents getting those calls. Watch you fall to pieces Doubt the you that you've become Peel the skin from all those places Where the damage had been done class basis played for many many artists and I remember I was out running one day I'm listening to some music uh, some streaming music and out of the blue in between all of these terrible songs is a song from many many years ago and I thought oh my gosh this is such a good song sonically wow that's the basis I need on my songs I remember saying it out loud about three days later I'm doing a show with a friend of mine and uh, we're having a conversation on the break, and he says, you know, you really need to meet my friend. And in fact, it was the bassist who was playing on that song that I'd heard three days earlier. So again, just talking to the universe, you know, whether you are trying to or not helps guide you to the next step. So that was Vernon Porter, and I reached out to Vernon uh, later that day and said, hey, I don't know if you believe in providence or not, but I feel like we're supposed to work together, send it out there and hope for the best. Well, within about 15 or 20 minutes, he sends me a message. I do believe in Providence and I would love to work with you. And I said, well, great, let's get together and talk about this because it's more than just a music project. 
and uh, I gave him a rundown of what I was hoping to do and, you know, Zach's story. And, you know, about five seconds into that cup of coffee, he said, stop, stop, stop. I'm in, I'm in. I don't need to know anything more. And he said, well, you obviously reached out because you know about my daughter. And I said, I do not know about your daughter. And then he proceeds to tell me an even worse story than my own with Zach about how his daughter, Vanessa, had uh, passed several years previous to a drug overdose. And um, there's a story in there for each one of these legends. There's a story in there for each one of the people on this project, you know. And so that was the linkage that sort of holds us all together. Those legends include Bill Champlin, who has been singing, writing, and making melodies for decades through his own band, Sons of Champlin, his solo material, and as a former longtime member of Chicago. Champlin released another solo album last year and shared with Music Journeys the struggles his own son had with addiction. You know, I had about a pretty bad year a couple of years back. I lost my older son. I had to deal with cancer for the whole year, dealing with all the surgery, radiation, chemo, all the the plethora of crap you got to go through with that business. There's a song on there called Another Lie that's basically about my relationship with my older son before he passed away. Is anything still on your mind? I did anything to give another lie. Nobody was an angel, you know what I mean? And Brad wasn't either. So I was. it took me two years to write that song. I had to really kind of dig in to put it out and I had to do it and still be honest about, you know, how his life really was because he was a real serious pill freak for years, a long time. He just couldn't, couldn't shake it, you know. For George's Heroes and Legends compilation, Champlin sang and co-wrote the opening track, Knee Shaped Hole. By the time that I knew better, I was in your grand design. You knocked me off my feet Lord, I didn't see the sign In your head You're the devil in disguise Go tell someone else your lies I don't give a damn You can use all the tricks At your running again uh, I would try to think of ways to bridge songs that I knew with um, song uh, one of my songs I remember putting out those kind of vibes to the universe and uh, a champlin tune particularly and you know it's funny days after having that experience Vernon called me and said what do you think about having uh, Bill Champlin on the project I was just you know flabbergasted by that because you know Bill Champlin is a monster 
singer songwriter and artist you know um after the love is gone for earth wind and fire and turn your love around for george benson and you know just song after song after song it's a cavalcade of of tunes and uh to have him on the project was stunning but you know i i, I need to give a shout out to Tristan bowden who played drums on this project and uh was in chicago for many many years uh, almost 30 years for that matter he really helped open doors to uh some of these artists he helped uh, reach out to bill champlin and michael and bill medley Don't think I'd know of you Just got demons of my own And the past is like an anchor That weights us down to the bone Better than I once was I'm better than the start Having this band is like having Toto as your backup band, you know, because I think people understand what that means. That's sort of the gold standard for bands, right? Lenny Castro uh, to play, you know, percussion on the album, who uh, who was a member of Toto for that matter, and Tris on drums and Vernon playing bass and Bruce Bollinger on guitar, and he played for Boss Skaggs for many years, and Mark McMillan on keys, and he... He arranged the songs, my songs, and, you know, he played for, you know, just uh, Bobby Caldwell for many, many years. Uh, Michael Palo on saxophone. I mean, Michael's played for everybody. I'm going to miss somebody, and uh, I apologize. Melanie Taylor uh, sang a song with me on, on the album, and so, yeah, it was just wild, all of the folks who were able to contribute on this album. Another deep connection comes from Richard Page. The voice of the band Mr. Mister has done several solo and collaborative projects over the years and earned a spot on Ringo Starr's All-Star Band. George hoped to secure a spot for Page on Heroes and Legends. For many, many, many years, I have been posting on social media my favorite Richard Page song, and it's called Even the Pain, an incredible song. I not only say that I think it's the best Richard Page song I've ever heard, but I am willing to stack it up as one of the best songs I think has ever been written. Well, Vernon reached out to Richard and uh, Richard immediately said, yeah, I'd I'd love to be a part of this project. Uh, Anything I can do to help because he's such a caring and loving soul. And you can just feel that off of Richard. And he said, you know, I'd like to contribute uh, a song that I think that would be meaningful to the project. And it's called Even the Pain, you know, and he didn't know. He didn't know that it was my favorite Richard Page song. So it was just another moment of pure, you know, manifestation of the right place at the right time with the right song and the right person singing it. Cold, tired, hungry. Now she's moving with the wind. All I do is worry. 
Page recently shared why he joined George's project in this touching tribute to his granddaughter, Malia Miracle, on his YouTube channel. Malia was a really bright girl. She was smart. She was artistic. She was a good writer. She had a lot going for her, and she had some issues, obviously, some, some deep issues. But when she overdosed, of course, it threw our family into a, into a tailspin. And we weren't sure whether or not her surviving was even the best thing. But she did, and she survived for quite a long time. And she had uh, been without oxygen for 15 minutes or so. She really had just this front part of her brain was just sort of gray. There wasn't anything going on. And over the course of a few years, she was able to communicate through a kind of a very slow, methodical coding thing that she would do with, with somebody helping her, where she would pick the consonant she wanted for the word and the vowel, and then after 10 minutes, you'd have one sentence. And through doing this, and it was her way of just staying a part of everything, she uh, managed to write some of her thoughts down. And we were all amazed that she would have these lyrics that she'd written. And at one point, she asked through this coding system, through her helper, if I would write some music to these lyrics. And, and if uh, my daughter, her aunt, Asia, would sing it, would sing the song. So uh, she gave me some direction, and Malia gave me some direction on what she wanted it to sound like and so forth. And Ty, her dad, helped kind of put all the words together. And we collaborated on the song, which ended up being called Catatonic. When I got a call to do this project, my first thought was that song and Malia, because we were trying to figure out how could we present this. And so this was the perfect opportunity. And we're just happy to be involved, and everybody's been great, and hopefully this will really raise some awareness to help folks out there who are struggling with this. And uh, I hope everybody benefits somehow. How could you vanish out the door? loss that comes uh, from each individual is just unfathomable. There's so much meaning behind these two songs. And um, we're really looking forward to having people take a listen to them because there's a lot of heart in that. Now, we conducted the interview with George by phone, but as the pandemic eased a bit, we brought him in for a little more discussion about what's working when it comes to recovery and rehabilitation. TJ, what have you learned from this project, maybe in the sense of a connection that, that we all have? I, mean, I guess, what is it that you want listeners, people to know about, think about when it comes to opioids and, and drug addiction and this mission that you have? 
I found that things weren't as mature as I was hoping that they would be when it comes to, you know, helping and enough people helping. And we needed more people to, you know, marshal together and help. So that's why I started the nonprofit. And in regards to that, um, one of the handful of things that I identified, I was an an engineer, an IT engineer for many years. So I asked crazy questions like, is there a better way to do this? You know, um, I know there are a lot of people been working really hard on these issues for many, many years and uh, giving their, you know, blood, sweat and toil to it. And I I appreciate that. Um, But, you know, maybe there's things that we haven't thought of that we still can do that'll make a big difference. And I I wanted to come in and ask some of those questions um, and also learn what we are doing, you know, already and have been doing for years. Uh, Some of the things we know that do work is that you have to have your housing anchored because, you know, not knowing where you're going to live is a very huge stressor in your life and for anybody for that matter. Um, so imagine someone who's in a, the throes of addiction and then they don't know where they're going to live and then it just it's a trigger for them to continue to use or to uh, use again if they haven't been using uh, or been in recovery for a period of time. Uh, another thing is helping finding careers, not just jobs, nine to fives. We've found that lots of addicts are really smart and they need to have meaning behind what they do. You know, just doing a nine to five is so, you know, nihilistic and can be um, mind numbing and uh, soul deadening, you know. And so having meaning behind, your, you know, what you're doing matters. And he was able to find meaning um, in his career. And that mattered hugely. It was the number one thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then, of course, the third thing that we found was the programs that they uh, use, such as NA or AA or any of those programs are critical. You know, having the network of people that you can surround yourself with to be, you know, um, a support for you uh, emotionally, uh, intellectually, um, through good times and bad times, because life has no doubt peaks and valleys. And uh, you have to be able to weather. Um, you know, the lows. And if there's anything that I thought about a lot was that I, I just don't feel like I gave my son an opportunity to uh, understand that you have to weather the lows, you know, that come with life. And it's just a part of the process. But if you can show, you know, uh, a child how to do that, by your example of, you know, just hanging in there and hanging in there. I don't know another way other than just to wake up the next day and just to hang in there, you know, and you will get through those lows because it always happens. Um, the meaning in his career that I was speaking about, he works in the field of recovery. He uh, works for a company that starts up um, sober living homes. Um, he works with... Um, Investors who are willing to buy homes, he gets the houses ready, uh, turnkey, close to turnkey, and then furnishes them, interviews folks who are just um, out of rehab and are going into, you know, their first stage of recovery and and they need a place to live. And um, he interviews people so that they can get the house filled up with folks who, you know, can be a support system for each other and, and help each other through this. And, you know, he sets up their budgets and, 
you know, he does all of the stuff and he's slated to set up three houses. He's set up three over the last three months for that matter. And he's, they're, they're going up really fast. And yeah, it's really cool to watch him find his meaning in helping other people, you know, and, and I think one of the things that we have found is the best way to get, you know, your troubles taken care of is help someone else out, you know, get your eyes off yourself and help someone else out. And in that process, you know, it does give you meaning and it helps you and it makes you feel like a million bucks and Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? So yeah, that's kind of where he's at. And it's pretty remarkable, but we talk about it a lot. We talk all the time now. We've rebuilt our relationship in that process, and that's no uh, short order to do that. But we have, and it's been incredible. Uh, we're very proud of um, Heroes and Legends, and uh, we think that it can do a lot of good for a lot of folks, you know, because everyone who buys the album, all of the proceeds go to Demand Impact, and Demand Impact then divvies out the money to initially an organization called Young People in Recovery. And then as the years progress, we're going to um, expand the catalog of folks who receive, you know, the funds. So all of the proceeds go to the cause. So it's no one's. Uh, getting rich off this, that's for sure. Who's getting um, help is what matters to all of us. So, What a journey for T.J. George and his son, Zach. George also performed a special edition of Sangree here at WCBE, just for Music Journeys. It's a bumpy ride 
Feel how much that song means to T.J. George and how much the mission means to him, too. More details about his Heroes and Legends project and the Demand Impact organization are in the podcast experience at wcbe.org. Just search for Music Journeys. Time to lighten things up a bit with the Fast Five. Here we go. All right. And there's only five. I'm not going to keep you here all day, even though I already have talked to you here all day. Okay, first song you can remember hearing that you loved. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Paul Simon. You just slip out the back, Jen. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or you hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee. And get yourself free. Slip out the back, Jen. Make a new plan, Stan. Don't need to be caught wrong You just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key And get yourself free That was like my one of my first 45s That drum track, you know And I've always sort of loved groove, you know and Groove's everything um, My first instrument was drums So I gravitate to those drums 
Good, good. Uh, how about the song that makes you feel the most nostalgic or reflective, kind of sparks memories for you? Oh, wow. Um, there's a James Taylor song called Golden Moments. Dreamy, um, one of the most um, poignant song, singer-songwriter songs that there is. It's a special song for me to just listen to. Wow. Okay, let's pick it up here. How about uh, your go-to song for dancing? Uh, if you don't dance, a, a tune that you hear and <laughs> you just can't sit still when you hear it. Yeah, you know, um, Seal, Crazy. can't get you know into that little drum beat right absolutely kind of along those lines how about the song that makes you feel uh like working out or motivates you to do something that maybe you don't feel like doing at the time <sighs> wow i don't even uh know i have a have a good answer for that but i always when in doubt revert back to um groove songs like um kenny Loggins heart to heart That's a good selection. You know, Kenny Loggins would make a good, uh, you know, dream uh, legend for the next edition. You might be on onto something there. Okay. Okay. Little sneak preview for everybody, huh? Uh, Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Okay, uh, the last one is a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. Yeah, there's just so many. Where to even begin on that one? Um, Boss Gags, uh, Low Down, or uh, Lido Shuffle, for that matter. Or even even better yet, JoJo.
Well, I got to tell you, um, a dear friend of mine did the co-write on that. David Lastly um, did a co-write with um, David Foster and um, Boss Gags on that one. And, um, you know, it's just such a good groove and such a good um, quintessential, you know, blue-eyed soul R&B tune. Oh, TJ, that's all the questions I have, uh, man. Thank you so much uh, for your time and for uh, taking on this this issue. I thank you very much for the opportunity, Mike. This has been uh, a true pleasure, you know, and interacting with you in each each time has been a true, true joy. So you can tell that your love for music um, is incredible, and uh, it's nice to find a brother out there. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Definitely. Man. We're brothers. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I hope after listening that you've also found a musical connection with T.J. George. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. (laughs) 